0: Two guys, two topics, two opinions. You talk. Hit me two. This is the split story of the day on 975-1280 the Zone and the Zone Sports Network. The Jazz have a standing eight count right now and a bloody nose and swollen eyes. 9790 magic of 32-8 to run. Donovan comes down the middle, drives, box hammers. What a dunk! we need some more of those Ingles off a set play swings it left side to Donovan he drives, steps through, kicks it to Bogdanovich right corner three, got it Boyan Bogdanovich 6-3 of the night coming off 8 the other night he's got 24, Royce O'Neal with a great screen out of the 6-11 Vukovic for the rebound, Jazz pushing ahead down three, 3-10 to play, Donovan attacking right hand drive, two step jump to the window, scores it donovan mitchell with 26 jazz back within one donovan off boyan same play as a moment ago they get gordon switched. donovan drives spider spins hangs in the air floats and scores donovan mitchell 103 100 28 for donovan for is nice. you know we're continuing to fight they're a good team we took them out of a lot of their actions and unfortunately they got hot and you know but we bounced back and um everyone did their thing
1: well, the Jazz came away with a victory last night, Gordon. It was uh, it was one of the more unique games that I think we'll watch uh, <laughs> yes. all year long. And actually, I think we we learned a lot uh, about what's going on with the Jazz by watching them beat Orlando one hundred nine to one hundred two. But of course, the headline, unfortunately, today, Mike Conley came back from a hamstring injury last night, and that lasted about nineteen minutes. He left. He re-injured his left hamstring. Uh, Gordon, and uh, he's uh, he's going to be out uh, for the foreseeable
2: future. This is the thing that's so frustrating about this: is that the Jazz are really being cautious; they're being careful with him, and to, to suffer this again is is frustrating for them because they thought they were doing everything right. You know, we talked when we talked initially about the Jazz acquiring Mike Conley. Uh, there was the the issue of his injuries. I think you were the one that brought that up, and it's it's kind of a real thing. And hamstrings hamstrings are just delicate, man. It's, it's, it's tough sometimes uh, to, to figure them out, but that is bad news because the Jazz needed to incorporate him, them him into what they were doing, and now they're going to have to hurry up and wait again.
1: And actually, this injury and getting uh, now to the game last night. I mean, this injury was exactly the reason that the game last night went the way it did, because we're seeing that overlying. We've talked about this a lot, Gordon, and I'm I'm just kind of resetting. I don't mean to to. How did Carl put it? Beat a dead horse to death. Mm-hmm. Um, but the bench, it's an issue. You can look into the stats. You can watch the games. You, I mean. The, the drop-off from starter to bench is, is significant. But so. it
2: wasn't necessarily in the first half. No. Because they stumbled a little bit there at the beginning, but then they came on fairly strong over that stretch where the Jazz were able to, to, to get the lead uh, in double digits. So I guess that's what I'm
1: getting to. So Quinn last night went with the kind of strategy, and I'm saying this somewhat loosely, that he was going to have two playmakers on the floor at all times at all costs. So he was going to have two of those starters in the on the floor with with the bench guys in a variety of different combinations regardless because so that, he knows
2: the bench needs boosting.
1: So that that was the strategy, right? Mm-hmm. So that's where the rotations based right up until the the third quarter, Mike Conley comes off, then Quinn Snyder finds out that Mike Conley can't come back. Then all of a sudden, George Niang comes in. You only have one playmaker on the floor. And Mm -hmm. what was a shaky situation in the third quarter turned into a monumental run in the fourth quarter. So the fact that the rotation got thrown off with Mike Conley not being able to come back into the game was really where the game came back for Orlando, and you know, we'll talk about the finish, but I know people are freaking out about Orlando closing that gap. Well, there's your explanation. Mm-hmm. The bench continues to struggle. Quinn Snyder's game plan to overcome that struggle was basically interrupted by another Mike Conley injury. The rotation is thrown off. And Orlando comes stra- storming back. It's, it's not rocket science, and it's exactly what we've been talking yeah. about
2: for uh, what feels like a month now. And in that moment, uh, all the two days of practice prior to don't help in that moment right. because now you have to change it just again, and that's what happened. Let's go back to the beginning of the game, Jake, and go through this thing because the starting lineup, was it not what you and I talked about?
1: Uh yes, it was. Joe Ingalls play Joe Ingles had a well of a night last night and Royce O'Neal I I thought played pretty well coming off the bench. And, and they subbed Mike Conley out early, getting back to my rotation point. Right.
2: For the very reason that you were talking yep. about. So it started with with what we thought what I thought, and I think did I talk you into it or were you still hesitant about Joe and Mike, I starting. still
1: I still like the concept of Royce in the starting lineup, but and we can get into that a little bit more in the show if you want to.
2: But uh, but Quinn was asked about it afterward, and he he kind of dismisses the whole starter thing. You know, he talks about finishing and he talks about combinations and whatnot, and it's all important to did, him.
1: Did you notice something about that answer that I noticed? I'm curious. Did you know? Did something stand out to you about his answer in that? What? And I don't know if we can find the sound we don't really need to but I, I can paraphrase quinn uh so he gives kind of a, a snarky response to the question about the starting lineup mm-hmm. where it was like i read about it on your blogs or yeah. something like that and and then he goes the he kind of goes the jerry sloan route it's not about who starts it's who about who finishes and right. he kind of is dismissive about the the starting concept which by the way i get but then in the very next comp, very next sentence Uh, gives a very insightful comment about how he pulled Royce O'Neal aside before they set the starting lineups to talk to him about what was going on. So if it's so unimportant, why are you pulling your player aside before it's announced? (laughs) To
2: inform them. Because it is important. Thank you. So, but, anyway, I just. But what was. I, I was impressed with what came right after that because uh, Quinn essentially said that Royce dismissed it. Like it was, ah, don't worry about it. Which I believe. Yeah. Which I believe. And, 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 and I, I believe. And I think that attitude thing that he continued on with his thought over the next few verbal paragraphs were extremely important for what the Jazz were trying to get accomplished. That guys. What did he say that Royce said? I want to win. Yeah.
0: Well, I want to win. And, and by they the way, said that's
2: what all of them are saying. And that is important. The reason that is, so I mean, obviously it's important for all players to feel that way, but when the Jazz are going through this period of adjust, uh, adjustment, it's particularly important yep. for guys to feel that way. So I think Quinn was telling the truth, and I think the players are telling him the truth, that they are willing to pitch in because we wondered about that, whether the chemistry of the team would fracture a little bit because of these struggles. Uh Andrew Larson from the Salt Lake Tribune who covers the Jazz.
1: Just getting to the bench point uh, for a second, Gordon. He uh, he dug up an interesting stat from last night's game. Are you you prepared? I am. Well, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Lineups featuring five of Conley, Bogdanovich, O'Neal, Mitchell, Ingles, and Gobert uh, last night in 24.1 minutes plus 15. Mm -hmm. Lineups with any other players involved, 23.9 minutes minus eight. Well, that's particularly – applicable from that period you were talking about in the fourth quarter so the the scary part about that is in my opinion is that you you can't even hide guys like shouldn't you be able to hide a dude or two in the lineup <laughs> you know shouldn't you be able to hide some weaknesses i mean you would think so right i mean
2: well okay well let's let's examine this a little more jake What did the Jazz do to the rest of their lineup when they acquired Mike Conley? Wait, say that again. What did the Jazz do? And maybe the exception here is Bogdanovich, but what did the Jazz do to their lineup in acquiring uh, Mike Conley? What did they do to their lineup? They They got shorter. They weakened it. So now if Mike Conley is not functional for you, you are working with... A lesser group. Yeah, I think you're right on the money. I think that's a great point. And that 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 you're not getting the benefit of Mike Conley, but you're getting the back the backside of it. Right. The, you know the short roster yes. and the yeah the thirty mil a year. So this is pretty. You know you can explain this. Yeah, it's not an excuse. It's an explanation. Well, it's what's then going you, on. Then you throw in on top of that the whole idea of these guys getting familiar with one another. And, and the thing changing, it's it, it, it gets more more complex. It's just that the explanation for it isn't necessarily complex. You can see it. It's right in front of you. But we're talking all about the bad news. The good news is what happened in those final five minutes.
1: They were down seven. Donovan Mitchell gets aggressive goes to the hoop has what i think and and we could argue about this i suppose but i think it was his dunk of the year i mean it it, it it was something
2: else well you could almost you know when he wound up you could almost see it coming you know and then when you saw it coming it was like jack buck when he watched uh, what's his name's home run when the dodgers won the world series that year who was it kurt gibson i think so yeah i can't believe <laughs> what i just saw and that's what i was thinking and i i you know when you see a play like that you think why doesn't he do that every time
1: well yeah if, if you're capable of on the it.
2: whole team <laughs> why does he dunk if, on the whole team every time if he can if he can do that that time why can't he do that every time and then afterward he said he even surprised himself on that particular play but anyway that that triggered it and then uh, you know some big shots hit down the stretch and, and the Magic started missing shots, Jake. And I don't know whether that was because of great defense. Quinn said the defense picked up. But they, they just couldn't hit the broad side of a barn at the end. And so it was just like a, a switcheroo and then another switcheroo. You know, the Jazz came on strong. Bogdanovich hit some shots and two 30-point scores. Not bad. If the Jazz have a couple of closers like that, they can win a lot of games.
1: I, I think that was extremely important uh, about last night's game. Donovan led you to, he, he took the game over. He led you to a victory when the chips were down. It could have spiraled out of control. I mean, yeah. DJ Augustine, of all players, was taking over the game. Yeah, and he said, you know what? This isn't going to happen. In fact, uh, Ben Anderson uh, calculated it on the post game, he did the win probability. Um, And at the time before Donovan Mitchell hit that dunk, and let me give me a second, and I'll they were down seven. They were down seven, and I'll tell you exactly, uh, exactly how much time they had left to go: four minutes and thirty-one seconds. When Donovan Mitchell hit that dunk, so before that, with four minutes and thirty seconds down by seven, Orlando's win probability was at eighty-eight percent. Was it really eighty-eight percent? And by the way, Orlando is not a bad basketball team; they're not. They're not a great basketball team, but they are far from an automatic win. They are not a bad basketball team and Donovan said, "I know eighty eight percent what I'm going to go out there I'm going to motivate my team with this dunk, and then his team went out, made shots, and yes, tightened up on defense. I do think that when those five major players for the jazz are on the floor
2: at the same time, they're really good on both sides of the ball well statistically uh looking at just the numbers the the win probability you get you get it that the odds were against the jazz at that point. But I'm telling you, uh, it was worse than that. Yeah. Because the Jazz had the wind was out of their sails. They had had that big lead. What was their biggest lead? Do you remember? Eighteen. Okay, so they're up eighteen and they should be cruising on their home floor against this team. And it fights back. And in that moment when they fell behind by seven, it was like everybody in the building was looking around going, What's going on? And it would have been so easy for the Jazz to capitulate in that moment and they did the exact opposite they overcame so they shouldn't have something needs to be done to prevent that kind of yielding of a lead uh, if you're up 18 and then next thing you know you're down 7 uh, that should not be happening but the jazz uh, you got to give them huge credit for this stick to this this determination led by Donovan Mitchell as you said as was uh illustrated in that huge play and then he hit some other big shots as well it was it it was it must have been really weird for quinn snyder because on the one hand he his mind and you can just see his mind honing in on the the on the crappy stuff that was happening in the third quarter into the fourth quarter how could you not it was like a sledgehammer hitting you right between the eyes and then but Then his team turns it on, and that has to be gratifying. So he's worried and gratified at the same time.
1: Well, I think what worries him might be a fundamental flaw, and I don't know how much he can fix it. The bench? The bench. And he's going to fix it by by doctoring the rotations, but which that, is what he was
2: doing. Right. And then Mike Conley gets hurt again, and now you got to doctor it some
1: more. Well, the hard part about Conley getting hurt again, and maybe you weren't in love with how Mike Conley was playing, but he was a a productive player that wasn't going to sink the ship. And now you've got you're down one of those guys. So right. th- I mean, in all honesty, the Jazz have a a six man rotation. Well, they've got a nine-man rotation, but what they've really got is a six-man rotation. How, many,
2: how many minutes did Ingles end up playing last 37. night?
1: 37. In fact, he, Bogdanovich, and Gobert all played 37 minutes, and Donovan and Royce played 35.
2: So They played okay. a lot. So this brings up the question that I teased a half hour ago. Is this sustainable? Can the Jazz get by like this? Can they get by with Joe Ingles having to start and bolster the bench? Same thing with Donovan Mitchell, his minutes being staggered and him being have, having to be spread out like that. Is this something that they can do? At least until Conley gets back, and 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 maybe beyond, because of the 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 rather obvious flaws in the bench.
1: Well, yes, because they're not playing a very strong schedule for the uh, the next month or so. So that's, I mean, that's really fortuitous timing. So will they But, get... but is
2: it sustainable even against?
1: Modified competition. Well, they're not going to go undefeated throughout well, the You know time. what I
2: mean, play in the way that uh, we sort of expect them to.
1: I, I think they're going to beat teams like Atlanta. I think they should beat a team like Charlotte, and I think they're going to lose to a team like Miami. So, you know, I would pick them to beat a team like Miami if they had all their pieces and, and where everybody was playing on the same page, but I think we have yet to see that this year. So oh, Miami's
2: good, man. The, uh, Miami's really good,
1: uh, really good. So I mean, that well, we
2: thought the Jazz were going to be really good, too. It is interesting, though, Jake. Do you think this helps or hurts in the long run? Is this stretch where you're having to deal with certain deficiencies and injury and you're having to spin that line up around a little bit, is this something that will ultimately, in April, help the Jazz win games going through this adversity? Will it make it stronger? Make them stronger? Um, maybe.
1: I, I mean, if you want to look, to look at it optimistically, I got it. You know, you've, you're going to have to have some guys raise their game up and, and get better uh, in order to get by. But but what Mike Conley needs is to be playing with the Dern team. Right. He needs to be getting used to what his role is going to be and how to react off, uh, off Joe Ingles and Rudy Gobert, especially Rudy Gobert. He needs to be playing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we could look at it and say, well, you know they're learning to play without him, so when he gets back, they'll be even better. And I get that; I'm not discounting that opinion. But I think what he really needs is to play next to Donovan Mitchell and to play next to Rudy Gobert and Royce O'Neal and 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 Boyan Bogdanovich. I mean, he needs to he needs to get minutes out on the floor with those guys to fix
2: what they need to fix. And in the meantime, they can't start pressing. You know, because that just makes sometimes the harder you try, the worse you get. Yep. And I'm not saying they don't need to play hard and whatnot, but they can't let it get in their minds where they just freak out and uh, are expecting to suddenly drop a 10-point margin.